Welcome to Secrets from the Saddle podcast. I'm Sylvie Daou, your host, fellow cyclist, bike club founder, cycling coach, bike race junkie, just truly super passionate about cycling. My journey with cycling started 20 years ago when I opened a spin studio, started a women's race team, and founded a women's only cycling club called Cycle Fit Chicks. I'm super thrilled to reveal all aspects that make the world of cycling operate. I'm so excited to be able to bring you interesting people from around the world, pro cyclists, recreational cyclists, coaches, event organizers, bike shop owners, everything and everyone you need to know or ever wondered about when it comes to cycling. I know you'll enjoy this episode. All right, everyone, welcome back for another episode of Coach's Corner here at Secrets from the Saddle All Things Cycling Podcast with your host, Sylvie Daou. And may I just say Merry Christmas to all of you. I hope you have the best holidays ever. Be safe because oh, there's a lot of bad weather happening lately. Um, and, you know, it's kind of like that sometimes at Christmas because everybody's doing their traveling and um, Mother Nature's bringing all the snow in. And uh, anyways, be safe, be happy and be merry and just extra hug to all the family members this year because this is just our back to normal Christmas, right? We're all excited about seeing family and being together. So before we get into our podcast episode today, which is this is what we're going to be talking about. We're going to talk about taming the flame of inflammation with the right food. Yeah. Isn't this the best time to talk about that as we go into Christmas meals, Christmas partying for the next week, and then New Year's Eve, and then we all start sitting back and going, hmm, yeah, why do I feel so achy and bloated and fluffy and mm, where'd that little roll come from, right? Oh, don't worry. I'm already on that bandwagon. So I'm right there with you. Ladies, um, this menopause thing is just kicking me in the ass and I just don't know what to do. But I think that's another podcast episode, wouldn't you think? Um, I want to share with you. So we will be taking kind of a break um, in the next two weeks. But I do have one really special episode that I'm going to put together. And if you remember, I did a three-part series with Joe Friel on his book, The Aging Athlete. Well, it's actually fast after 50, but it's all t- it's talking all about the aging athlete and how to properly train. It was the three-part series was absolutely freaking amazing. I think we did it in May and um, of this year, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to put all three of them together. So it's literally going to be a three hour podcast episode because I find that the, what we did, what I did with those episodes is I took his book fast after 50 and I read it from cover to cover. And I also listened to the, the uh, audible audio, audible book and if I highly recommend that you listen to it and then you get the book as a reference for reference um and obviously to have a copy 
So what we did is I broke it down to three different things. Now, don't ask me what they are right now, but based on the book, we talked about three different areas that are in the book, but it's all about the aging athlete and how to properly train as we get older. Because what we did when we were 30 and 40 and even 40 is not going to serve us now that we're getting into 50, 60 and like 70. I have a woman who is 80 years old in my winter cycling program. Like she is freaking on fire phenomenal. And when she's not on the bike with us and she just trains like once or twice a week with us she is downhill skiing at at uh, tremblant like three days in a row i'm like sweetie you can't do downhill skiing and then come and expect your legs to be ready to train with us you know you might need a day or so in between um but yeah she's an avid downhill skier and it's just so phenomenal and she also biked 100k this summer so her goal is to stay fit through the winter and um hit 100k by april with the rest of us um and uh so this so that's what we're going to be doing i'm going to be putting that together so pulling those episodes out and putting it in one big episode so you can sit and um and listen to that or go to our it'll be on our youtube on the youtube channels so um the best thing is is like if you want to never miss an episode would be to go to the youtube channel and subscribe um because you'll always get the notifications when 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 our episodes come up i'm really regular for the mondays uh my coaching episode not so regular (laughs) but i do get it out in the week might be like Sunday at six, but two episodes a week. I am committed. Um, So yeah, so that's what's going to happen. And also, I just want to put it out there that um, if you're sitting there and now it's in the new year, a lot of people are like, okay, now it's time to start training, right, for the gravel uh, event or cycling event or fat biking or rate or mountain biking event, how am I going to train? And how am I going to be consistent? Well, I'll tell you something, I have about 20 people in my cycling skills program, we train three times a week, people are seeing progress already, it's been two months. And the biggest takeaway, not only is two things is the consistency of getting out there because I organize three times a week. You don't have to come to three times, um, but it's learning the skills, learn the skills and being consistent on your bike, which has been hands down biggest thing, even for myself. Um, and uh, for my clients, they're just really starting to get and feel strong and it's Christmas. So now the important thing is, is to not overdo it from now to the spring and really be ready and still motivated, injury-free by April. So if you're looking for something like that, that you you just want to be told and you just want to show up and you want to learn and you want to guarantee that you're going to get better, this program's for you. 
check out cyclingskillspro.com. That's cyclingskillspro.com and uh, join us today. It's a monthly membership um, and it's the best rate you'll ever see for cycling coaching ever, ever, ever with the most amazing coach. All right, so let's get started um, because this is like December 23rd. Again, Merry Christmas, everybody. And remember, what we're doing, we're focusing on also is to get 3,000 downloads between now and January 1st. So I'd love to hit the new year with 250,000 downloads of the podcast. So I'm going to need your help. So keep listening, share this with friends, uh, go into Spotify or iTunes or wherever it is that you listen, go down, check out some of the other um, episodes from like last year, the year before. I mean, we've hit 300. So there's so many really amazing guests that we've had on the podcast. Now, um, and in the new year, I'm going to be doing what I did last year is a race series of just talking to event organizers across the globe about different race events that you could go participate in. Because I know a lot of people love to travel for events. Um, And uh, there are some really cool ones that I've come across. There's tons in the United States, obviously. um, But targeting some in Europe and Australia as well. So yeah. Anyways, stay tuned. Like I said, um, either follow us on one of your favorite podcast areas or platforms, or uh, go to the YouTube channel and subscribe and become a member there. um, So you don't miss another episode. Without ado, let's talk about inflammation. How do we get inflamed? Well, let's talk about current state series right now alcohol, fast food, no sleep, um, um, chocolate, poor eating, maybe you're overtraining. Well, maybe not. So, but I mean, those are kind of the basic things that do cause inflammation in our joints before we even hit and talk about the training part is poor eating habits. Um, so, but let's just talk a little bit about training and how training stress causes inflammation. And there's good inflammation and there's bad inflammation. So the good inflammation comes from DOMS, the delayed onset muscle soreness. And that's what we get after a really good, strong training. Training. Training like training. you did a good strength training workout, or you did a really good interval cycling skill workout, or you did hills or a really long ride, and you stressed your muscles. So they are sore, right? You, you know, that that good soreness is that you've stressed the muscles that you've broken the muscle fibers. And that is good inflammation. Because through rest and recovery nutrition, they will repair. And that's how you get faster and stronger. Okay, so that's 
good stuff. We want to feel that periodically while we're training because there's always that one workout that's just going to kick you in the ass and you're going to feel that soreness all over the place. And that's a good soreness means that you've stressed your muscles beyond your comfort zone and they're going to repair over the next couple of days. Remember, you know, that squat series where like you can't walk stairs, you can't sit on the toilet, your legs are so sore. And that sometimes that comes, you know, after um, maybe not training for a while, then go and do that. Or maybe you just did, this is just like an epic um, uh, workout in your series of workouts. So there's that. That's the good stuff, you know, with proper, like I said, with proper, um, you know, nutrition and rest, your body recovers and you get faster and stronger. Now, the flip side is the unhealthy inflammation. Okay, so that's when, you know, you got feelings of soreness. So that kind of extend into chronic like and that's because you're not eating well you're not sleeping um you're kind of breaking down your body but you're not letting it repair enough like you're you're doing back-to-back workouts you don't take rest days and this is how that soreness can turn into chronic soreness like you're always sore you're always tired. Um, you just never seem to be getting ahead. Um, you plateaued, things like that. That is bad stress. And that can, you know, over time, the consistency of that can, you know, move into contributing to health issues. I've seen shingles, I've seen MS. I've seen heart attacks, um, you know, uh, pneumonia, cancer, these things. Hold on, everybody. Apparently, my laptop's not plugged in. Just a second. All right, well, that would really suck. <laughs> My laptop's really good. Like, give me that little two-second warning that the battery's low, and then it's like, boom, it shuts off. And uh, anyways, so, so yeah, I've seen all kinds of things happen to people who have been deemed super healthy. Super healthy to the point that they're um, obsessed and they don't take care of their bodies and then you hear them getting all sorts of having heart attacks um you know developing ms these things don't come about just because um you might think that you know they're hereditary no a lot of this stuff is self-inflicted i'm sorry to say um you might think differently but if you talk to some people who are in that zone, you know, 
and you talk about their background and what they've been doing, um, training back to backs. Like this is, this happens over years. Your body just can't handle it anymore. And what does it do? If you don't take your time and slow down and listen to your body, your body will do it for you. And I talk about this all the time. Episode with Susan Sly, she will talk about how she gave herself MS. She still has it. MS doesn't go away, but she is so healthy now that she's able to manage it, but it's still there. Get it? Um, And she was, you know, she probably didn't even sleep. And eventually that consistency, that repetitive nature will bite you in the ass. All right. So let's talk about move on from like all the sad stuff Um, because everybody knows somebody who has cancer and um, yeah, it's, it's preventable. Okay. I don't think, you know, because I do believe, and I've said this before, that everybody has, even myself, there's a gene in there that, or there's a disease that's sitting in my body and it's just waiting for me to activate it. How do I activate it? I don't take care of my body. I let myself gain weight. Um, I become overstressed, overanxious. I don't sleep well. And these are all the steps that are going to boom, bring something bad on. And then you have a choice. You either get back to where you were before. You have to do a lifestyle change like immediately, or you can die early. Yeah, I know. Merry Christmas, right? Okay. So let's talk about what we're going to do after all the Christmas celebrations and drinking and eating chocolates. Like I just had like three chocolates before I came down here. I know I'm human. Um, Okay. We are going to talk about fighting inflammation with the right foods. All right. That's what this is all about. (laughs) But this is what we're going to. So first one is welcome to Club Med and Club Med meeting Mediterranean diet. Now, I don't know if anybody's ever tried the Mediterranean diet. I don't like I'm sure people have tried keto diet. Anything that has diet in it is not sustainable. It's an easy way to die because it has D-I-E in it. (laughs) That's what we always say. But Mediterranean to me has always been um, because people like to follow trendy trends and keto is a trend, Mediterranean is a trend. Um, There's a whole bunch of different ones out there. Um, It's a trend. But to me, like I was saying, I believe Mediterranean is like just back to basics. I mean, that's pretty boring, right? You don't want to be the on the back to basics trend because it talks about meats and protein and carbs. Now, if you go a little bit deeper and you break those up to uh, 33 and a third, 33 and a third, 30, like a third, a third, a third, then that's a healthy serving of meats to fats to carbs. Now, also, 
let's talk about uh, reducing processed food. And a lot of things are processed these days. But a lot of people are getting creative in their cooking. You can enjoy the good stuff, but make sure there's vegetables sitting on top of it or beside it um, always. And sometimes it's hard because they're so expensive. Um, you can get powdered greens. Those are good because literally it's dehydrated greens, whether it's spinach or kale or broccoli or spirulina. Like I have a one that I use um, and that can give me at least one serving a day. And then at supper, always make sure I have some. Um, but that is so huge. And then getting your proper serving of protein. So one gram per pound, right? One gram per pound daily. So a little example, I'm 130. So like 100 to 130 grams of protein a day, a day. I mean, we could go deep into that, but that one's going club med. Like, what are you doing for the difference, the different uh, meals? Um, now, next one, following the rainbow. What, what do you think that means? Hmm. That means eating all the colorful fruit of, sorry, vegetables. You don't, we don't really talk about fruit so much because of the sugar. Um, and honestly, we could live without fruit, but we'll talk, we're going to just talk about the greens. So that's like, um, you know, the leafy greens, the tomatoes, the peppers, the zucchinis, these things on a daily basis, trying to eat them and making them creative too. So these are things that are going to help reduce your inflammation. So making that switch over, like, like I said, you can eat like your macaroni cheese. So that's what I had tonight. Amazing. My husband made it. I put a can of tuna on my probably was one cup of mac and cheese. So, and then one can of tuna and then veggies with it. Doesn't sound exciting. You're probably like, ew, that's gross. But here's the thing. Mac and cheese has no protein. Okay, maybe a little from the cheese, but you can't even count that. So that's where the can of tuna came in. And mixing that in was pretty good. Then with the greens. Now, I'll be right with you, sweetie. Everybody's home. Um, okay, so next is getting hooked on the fatty fish. Now, I know Mediterranean's like, you know, avoid red meat. And they said red meat's more in tune with inflammation. Yes and no. Like, honestly, just get your protein in. And plus protein is needed for recovery. So it just all fits in there. Um, however, you know, remember that that amount and if you're more active, you need to have more. You know, think about those bodybuilders. 
you're seeing those guys eat protein. Oh my God. Um, I used to bodybuild like 200 grams. Like how are you going to get that? You have to supplement with protein powder. Okay. So let's get hooked on some fatty fish. So while cyclists need plenty of protein, um, it's best to avoid getting too much of the red or processed meats. So that's where I said, but I'm just saying, say, go for it. Um, instead, prioritize fatty fish species, such as sardines, no thanks, salmon, yes, and mackerel. There's also cod in there. Um, these are rich with omega-3 fatty acids. Eating more omega-3s can also improve your ratio in the diet. So remember we always talk, well, I didn't mention it, but like fats, good fats, good fats can replace those carbs, right? That's kind of like keto mentality. Um, but let's face it, we need carbs. If we're athletes, athletes don't diet, they eat differently. And having lots of good fats in there is part of it. So avocados, good oils, fish, things like that. So that can also help with controlling your inflammation. All right, let's turn it over. Um, now, the next one is um, collagen. Collagen, um, if you get the right collagen, okay, there's different brands of collagen, different types. The one you want is the one from fish. So fish oils, um, not the bovine and not the poultry, fish. Fish collagen is more for the organs, the skin. Um, and so I can share with you the fish collagen that I use. I know this is great diva light, but here I'll just pull my skin. I'm 52 in January, people. Mm. Um, so I have a product that I use. Oh, and also it's liquid. So I take it almost daily. Um, and then I have another collagen that's powdered, but it's mixed with tart cherry and turmeric, which are huge anti-inflammatory products. So that's what I have in my water right here. Um, you can drink that on a daily. You can use it after your workout. I'll put a link in the uh, description about that. Um, so collagen, that's great for your joints. Good for anti-inflammatory. Uh, spice up your life. Spice it up. Turmeric. Um, cinnamon are great ways to add, you know, flavor to your meals. Um, they're also anti-inflammatory. Um, some, it's some spices contain compounds that help limit anti-inflammatory reduces body stress in the body, but you need to have them regularly. Obviously you have to do everything on a regular basis. If you want to feel any kind of results you can't just do this like when you feel like it or when it's 
too late. Don't wait till it's too late to make these changes. Um, that's all I have to say. Don't wait till it's too late. Because, you know, when stress hits, it's when your doctor says you got to do something and it's too late. So if you can do a little bit at a time, make those healthy changes, get your partner on board. That makes it even better. Um, if not, get your friends on board. And if they're definitely not into it, find new friends, right? Find new friends. Okay, next one is berries. Let's just do it. Start eating those berries. Um, berries not only add additional sweetness, so if you're going to say like throwing it on your oats first or your oatmeal, um, <clears throat> then so the adds and also your smoothies just throw it on in so so in particular it's the dark berries such as blueberries and blackberries that pack the biggest anti-inflammatory taming punch i love that because i love both of them you want to eat those at least half a cup daily to get the most benefits likely dark berries well you can always get them frozen right in the bags my son eats those like they're going out of style i don't even get them in time so berries is another one and um let's also talk about uh slightly rotten food <laughs> not really talk about rotten food but we're talking about fermented food so sauerkraut, kimchi, and yogurt, these are fermented foods that can help inflammation and keep it at bay. Um, after analyzing blood and stool samples, so there's a little bit of information for you, um, of healthy adults, researchers discovered that a 10-week diet or 10-week eating plan that was high in fermented foods resulted in measurable improvements in microbiome diversity so that's you know those healthy gut that's another thing having a healthy gut probiotics um if you want a little tip if you're hungry at night have some yogurt but not the sugary stuff the plain yogurt and what you can do is you can add cinnamon to it and you can add a couple berries to make it better you can even put a little scoop of protein powder in there to curb your um uh i guess curb your hunger if you're hungry at night so that's what i do and it's easy on the stomach it digests well it's not something that's heavy that's going to sit in your stomach while you're trying to relax and go to sleep okay so that's a little fyi there that's what I do. All right, let's move along. We got a couple more. All right, it's all about the nuts. Just kidding. Walnuts, actually. Um, walnuts can add some quality, and oh, you can add some nuts to your yogurt. That's a good idea. I do that too. Not too many because uh, they take a while to break down your stomach, 
but you can add some, you know, just one or two. Um, so walnuts can add some quality in inflammation, fighting calories to your diet, regular consumption of walnuts here, 30 to 60 grams a day. That's not very much. <laughs> you can always really overeat those uh, results in as much as an 11% reduction in inflammatory markers among older adults. <clears throat> so it's something like I eat nuts every day. Sometimes it's mostly almonds. Sometimes it's got walnuts in there. But okay, so the next one is ditch most of the ultra processed stuff. Like I said, there's a lot of stuff that's processed. I mean, even some of the good stuff's processed because they got to package it, right? One of the most important diet or um, ways of eating, I hate saying diet, but ways of eating changes you, changes you can make to keep inflammation down is to generally limit the number of so-called ultra-processed foods that wiggle their way into your diet. Now, so those can be the fats, the artificial colors, the pop that you're eating, um, sugar. So, you know, if you're trying to clean up your diet, try and eliminate some of that stuff. I would never tell you not to drink coffee, but maybe not putting the cream and sugar in it because that adds up immensely, especially if you drink coffee. Excuse me, I gotta take a sip. If you drink coffee a lot during the day, can you imagine how much sugar you're probably taking in or cream, like bad fats? It's pretty, it could be, it would really add up. Now, I work as a server um, at a four-star spa and restaurant and hotel, and I do breakfast ship. So now, the cups. Now, if you've ever gone out for supper, for breakfast, you know that coffee cups are not very big, right? They're super tiny, like maybe, I don't know, four ounces of coffee go in there. But I see people putting so much sugar in that one little cup. Like it's astonishing. That, my friends, can contribute and does contribute to inflammation. It's that sugar. I don't care if it's like ground up brown sugar cane sugar. It's sugar. You know, obviously the white sugar is worse, but it's still sugar. So if you can, make it a New Year's resolution or something just to try to migrate to black coffee. I know you're like, I could never. You know what? I used to say that too until I did a one-month challenge and we had drink black coffee. It was a keto challenge. I don't know. I've probably said, talked about this before. So black coffee because in this keto challenge, we had to uh, um, 
So I was on a 50 gram carb, no, 20 grams of carbs a day. 20 grams. Do you know how much I did not eat that was good? So with fats and protein. And, and so I had to start drinking black coffee. And that was like four years ago. I have not put sugar in my coffee since. I'm telling you, it was a game changer for me. I would never have said I would never not put sugar and milk in my coffee until then. And now I've never put that sugar and milk in my coffee ever because it's that good without it. Yes, it's that good without it. Like honestly, if you're putting sugar in creams or those those like um flavored creams in there, you might as well just drink that stuff because that's all you're there for. Not the coffee. It's all that artificial sugar that you're going for. That's that, you know, it's that's probably what's waking up it has nothing to do with the coffee. So just think about that. And the last thing is timing. So here's something I'm going to read to you. While it is a smart move to feast on some anti-inflammatory foods shortly after a big ride, when it comes to chronic inflammation in the body, it's the big picture that comes most. It is most important to include foods that hinder inflam inflammation in most of you your meals and snacks during the day. So remember what I said, it's long-term effects that you are doing to yourself that will cause long, like health issues later on down the road. So it's things, little things that you can do now that can really help you and if you know going into the new year if you're wondering like what are those couple things that i need to do that you're not quite sure about or you need some advice just message me on instagram sometimes it takes me a while to get to you but um or if you can do it faster on messenger and facebook um i'm so open to helping you figure it out um, because it's better you figure it out. I mean, the other thing is that if I give recommendations or suggestions, I mean, you can decide not to do them because maybe that's not what you wanted to hear. But it's, you know, could help. Because the worst thing, like, as a coach, you know, people come to me and asking coaching advice and they join my programs and i and and then you know they don't show up or they show up and they do something different and as a coach it's just like why did you bother showing up you know if you um are going off and do doing your own thing when you're not even listening and you're interrupting everybody else asking questions you know what I mean? So um, if you know that you need to make some changes to for a better tomorrow, then start, just make a list of them. And every two weeks, 
or maybe it's every month. You just, you implement one of them and you keep doing the other. So by the time you're done, you have made such a radical change in yourself and your body is loving it. You've seen the difference. You feel the difference. Um, maybe you might need to go through some, you know, friend changes to find those people who will now relate to you, to the newer you, um, but it's so worth it. Okay, so inflammation, like I was saying, is the root of all things unhealthy. So remember, there's good inflammation, that's from good training practices, good recovery, good workouts, and then there's bad inflammation, overtraining, poor diet, um, you know, uh, stress, things like that you're not managing. And that's where you get all the, the pain. So with that, don't forget to send me some Christmas wishes. Um, I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you took a couple little notes. And like I said, if you want to reach out to me, I'm all ears. I'm there for you. Um, and if, um, you know, you're looking for a program or a group to train with so that you are guaranteed improvements by April, I've got my winter cycling program where you can jump in anytime. We're all working on different goals, some of them together. Um, and it's just a great group with that. So just, so just think about, you know, are you, are you getting frustrated over Swift? Are you getting frustrated in your own performance? Are you not showing up when you should be showing up? Um, are you falling off and not getting your trainings in the way you'd like to, then this is for you. All right. So anyways, Merry Christmas, be safe, love your family. Um, we'll look out for that extended podcast, um, on Joe Friel's the aging athlete is phenomenal. The three episodes that I'm going to put together for you. Um, our conversation is really in depth, um, and it uh, really breaks down his book, Fast After 50. So if you haven't picked that up, gift it to yourself. Um, yeah. So with that, love you guys. Have an amazing holidays, and we'll see you back in the new year. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Secrets from the Saddle podcast, learning more about sighting people, places, and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I am so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review if you feel so moved to do so. I would love to hear your feedback. And if you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it, I would be forever grateful. Also, if you could please leave me a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving me an honest thought and an honest comment telling me what you think and most importantly, tell me what you'd like to hear more of. It would really help me to bring more great, inspiring cycling stories to you. Until then, have an amazing day. Make sure you ride your bike. And don't forget to visit my YouTube channel if you'd like to see the full version of this podcast live.